Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. This is Henry Lopez. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. My guest today is my friend and my mentor, Joan Sakin. Joan, welcome back to the show. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Looking forward to this conversation. Uh, we have lots of these conversations, but this one we're actually going to record and share it with others. So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we focused on many things as, as you've been on the show multiple times, but you know, all of us have experienced moments of serendipity or convenient coincidence, as I might call it. Uh, someone comes into our lives or we're presented with an opportunity at just the right time. Uh, so my friend and mentor and frequent guest, as I said, Joan Sotkin, she's with me today to chat about what she calls conscious synchronicity. Not a topic you've heard much about on this show. And listen, I tend to be skeptical at best about this kind of stuff. Joan knows that. But Joan is much wiser than I am. And I'm always learning something from her perspective on life, her experiences and her perspective. She's done a lot of thinking about what makes us tick and especially how we can apply that to being business owners and entrepreneurs. If you want to receive more information about the Howa business, including links to the show notes page for this episode, or to schedule a free coaching consultation with me, just text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 772-837-5700. So let me tell you briefly about Joan. Those who have not heard her previous episodes, Joan is an entrepreneur, a coach, a speaker, an author, and also a podcaster. She helps her clients get rid of their money worries and earn more doing work they love. Jonah's developed a unique holistic approach to this, to this prosperity approach. She helps entrepreneurs and practitioners use their inner resources along with practical techniques to experience freedom from struggle personally, professionally, and financially. She guides highly successful entrepreneurs by helping them answer the question, I'm a success, now what? Which a lot of us struggle with. She's authored several books, including Build Your Money Muscles, Nine Simple Exercises for Improving Your Relationship with Money, and The Search for Connection, A Spiritual Journey to Physical, Emotional, and Financial Health. And she's the host of the Prosperity Show podcast. She lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So once again, Joan Sakin, welcome back to the show. All right. That's exciting, huh? Just all of that. We could have done oh, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, as you're doing that, I go, that's me he's talking about. <laughs> that's right. A lot of stuff you've accomplished. But let's get, I, I thought I'd start by if you would introduce and give us some definition, start to give us some definition of what you mean by conscious synchronicity. Okay, well, let's start with synchronicity, which is a concept introduced by Carl Jung. And it's the, the actual definition, the dictionary definition is the simultaneous occurrence of events which appear significant, significantly related, but have no discernible causal connection. So it's when you think about someone and they, two minutes later, they call you on the phone. Or my favorite example of synchronicity happened Last winter, it was the first day of winter. And so I was wearing a coat that I hadn't worn before and there were no tissues in the pocket. Hmm. And my nose started running and I say, oh my God, I need a tissue. And I walk ahead 50 feet and there's a perfectly uh, unused napkin 
And I kind of look at it and say, mm, does it have germs? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I could use this as a, as a tissue. And so I decided to go for it. It's that kind of thing that kind of shows up and you know that that's what you need. And, and so conscious synchronicity came from my question, if it happens once, why can't it happen all the time? Where instead of pushing to make something happen, I just get myself into the right place, and that's an important piece, and see what shows up mm -hmm. and have the faith that what shows up is what I need. So it's putting yourself in a, in a mental state, in a state of consciousness, where you're open to having things happen that are perfect for you. Now, the problem with that is people want it all to be comfortable, everything that shows up to be comfortable. But that's not how life works. Very often, you, in order to get to become who you're becoming, you have to go through a series of events that will eventually lead you to who you are and to find out what you're not. I think by the time you're 50 is when you find out what you're not and you start seeking, well, what am I? Mm -hmm. So the conscious synchronicity is being aware that whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through is perfect and that it's leading you to become who you're becoming. Does that make sense? It does. It's starting to make sense. I just want to break it down with these questions as I try to process it. Okay. I think also part of what you're telling me is, and I, you touched on it, and I do believe this in my experience in life, that I have to put myself in positive situations, whether it's physically or mentally or both, so that these moments of synchronicity happen or that they're there for me to discover. Am I, am I on the right path here? Right. But people think that if something uncomfortable happens, I'm not going to use the word bad because in my world, there is no good or bad. There only is what is. So if something uncomfortable happens, people think they've made a mistake. They're on the wrong path. But what if everything that shows up is part of your life path that is subconsciously leading you to what you need to become who you're becoming. And if you're only 40 years old or even 50 years old, you have no idea what you're becoming. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm 80 years old now. I just had this remarkable 80th birthday. And 80 really is different from 50. <laughs> People don't realize that every decade is slightly different. And if you keep yourself open to the way you are led through life, you're going to discover things about yourself and your abilities that you couldn't have imagined. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that this brings to mind is I've always been one that's hesitant to attribute much to luck. Uh, probably in part because I felt like it you know, bruises my ego a little bit. It's because of my doing, not because of luck. And the reality is that there's luck involved, especially in business to some degree. But I've always clung on to this philosophy that you put yourself in the position to be luckier. 
Is that part of what this is about, that if I open myself up, if I become conscious to this thing called synchronicity, and I don't think you're saying that I'm going to find more of it, but, but what does it do for me that I become conscious of it? Well, you do find, you do recognize more of it because it's always there. So let's say you're in business and someone does something that you consider harmful to you. It's hard for you to see the lesson in it. Right. And there's a reason for it. Now, it gets complicated because the original question I asked, I had two millionaire brothers and I couldn't rub two pennies together and I wanted to know why. Why were they able to create that and I'm busy getting rescued financially? And that was a big question for me. I asked it way back in the, in the 1970s. And what I've come to believe is that your habitual thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, mostly the emotions, are the energy behind the creation of your life stories. So if something, quote, bad happens to you, if someone betrays you in some way. The question isn't, why is this happening to me? The question is, why do I need this? And the answer always is to express hidden feelings that I haven't expressed yet. Does that make any sense? I think, I mean, obviously there are some exceptions of things you're talking about in adulthood, mostly I'm sure, um, I mean, give me another example so I can follow with you. Here. Uh, okay. So let's say that I recognize that I have a disappointment habit mm -hmm. that no matter how hard I try, whatever I try to do, I wind up and I have positive expectations and I meditate and no matter what I'm trying, it's not working out for me. And I want to know why I feel like a failure. I, I can't get what I want. I'm, I'm trying so hard. I'm a good person. Why can't I make the money that I want, get my business going the way I want? And the reason is because you have a disappointment habit. Mm. On some level, because of stuff that started when your mother was pregnant with you, it can go way back. You have an expectation of being disappointed. And if you don't recognize that and change that habit, so that goes into brain science, then you're going to keep on getting it. Mm -hmm. And when you get it, it's not to hurt you, it's to help you understand the force behind the decision that led you there so you can make the change. Now, is that related to synchronicity in that if I do have that, that habit, I'm going to see or find more of those, um, what did you call it? Not bad things, but. Uh, Disappointed. Disappointments, yeah. Is yes. It that I'm, that I'm, am I, am I in part manifesting those or are you saying that that they're going to be there because that's what I have to learn at this point? Uh, it's, you know, there's no teacher standing in front of the room going, you have to learn this. It's energy that has helped to create the situation you're in. Now, remember, I'm trying to describe processes that go on 
go go on in a subconscious level. It's almost as if it's in another dimension of ourselves. Yeah. So I have to use three-dimensional words to describe what I understand. And the way I understand it might be different from the way you understand it, but the idea on an energetic level is the same. So if you want more synchronicity to happen, then on some level you have to believe that it can and that you deserve it. I mean, it really has nothing to do with deserving, but it's like, I'm open, I'm open to, to having this happen and I'm going to let go of my fear of it not happening. Yeah, so that's a perfect segue into, as you and I have been talking about this for some time, one of the things I wanted to ask you about because this is how sometimes this happens in my life. I come from from my childhood, from all, we're not gonna unpack that now, yeah. <laughs> fear of people, of strangers, right? Let's just put it okay. that way. Okay. So in business, when I meet someone new, my position is what do they want from me? What do they want to take from me, right? right. I'm, I'm exaggerating for the purposes of discussion, but you understand what I'm saying. So, well, and you, so you go into a protective mode. I do. And so I'm not open to the synchronicity that might exactly. happen in having met this new person, right? Exactly. And I trust myself enough to know that I can set boundaries. My favorite expression is if one of us has to be uncomfortable, it doesn't have to be me. And, <laughs> and no is a complete sentence. So if someone's pushing me to do something, I've learned how to say that doesn't feel right to me. Right. Okay, so, so as I said, this is complicated and it's taken me 80 years to figure this out and I don't wanna take that long for everybody else. Okay. So, and, and people listen to me talk and they go, yeah, sure. Right. Um, uh, Fortunately enough, people want to learn how to do this, that I'm okay. So the, the thing is that if you're protecting yourself against other people, then you're protecting yourself against potential opportunity. Mm -hmm. I don't see that skepticism is is a good thing for you but you know you have to discern what's going on this is why i think it's so important to trust your intuition yeah your intuition isn't telling you to be self protective if you particularly if you view everyone who shows up as a possible threat you know that's the the, the, the basic brain chemistry that we got wired with when we were wandering around and there were saber-toothed tigers in the, in the woods. Uh, there are no saber-toothed tigers. <laughs> and we have learned how to take care of ourselves. And so if you look at everyone, when a, a new person shows up in my life because of all the billions of people on the planet, why is that person showing up? Now, it doesn't mean that I'm gonna have a wonderful interaction with them. But it does mean if I'm getting a sense of contraction when I'm talking to someone and, and I've worked through my fears, then that contraction tells me something. Mm. And I have to follow my intu- intuition. Um, I, I talked to someone recently who wants to be on my podcast and have me on his podcast and 
there's something about the interaction that makes me uncomfortable. So rather than saying, okay, let's sign up for our, our podcast, I want to have at least one longer conversation with him because underneath it, I see he wants to sell me a membership in his mastermind. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and there are people who book people on podcasts if they think they're a good potential client or customer. So I need to know more about this guy before I agree to have him on my podcast. Because yeah. I want to make sure the energy feels right. And what, so what so, you're describing there is that that's, those are examples of your boundaries that yes. because you know you have those, you accepted him in and to get to know this person. And now you're going to rely on your intuition, which is based on experience that this is or isn't a fit. But you were open to the opportunity. Yes, yes. In other words, I don't go into things with a skeptical attitude. I go into a, an attitude of curiosity. Of all the people on the planet, why is this person talking to me today? Now, it just could be, am I trying to get clear about my values and what I want on my podcast? You know, we, we make up these stories about why things happen and we don't, we don't, we don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't, we, you know, we're, we're giving our in interpretation, but we're barely beginning to understand how our subconscious creates our conscious rea reality. So when someone comes along, I want to hear what they have to say because I know they can't take something from me. Right because I know how to protect myself. Yeah. So, and there's a difference between knowing you can set boundaries and protect yourself and being in an overly protected uh, uh, space where you're always in that self-protection mode. This is Henry Lopez with a brief break in this episode to share a special offer from our show sponsor, LinkedIn Jobs. 2021 is looking up. New beginnings mean new opportunities to grow your business. And if part of your strategy is adding new members to your team, LinkedIn Jobs finds the right person quickly. To make things even better, your first job post is free. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. And getting started with LinkedIn Jobs is easier than ever. I really appreciate the new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. You can post a job with targeted screening questions to help you quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. And you can do all of this from your mobile device no matter where the day takes you. That's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free just visit linkedin.com slash how. Again, that's linkedin.com slash H-O-W to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so part of the challenge, I think, to, to be able to be conscious, to be able to accept conscious synchronicity is I, I think I've got to let go to some extent my desire to control everything. Aha, <laughs> because part of this has to be letting go so that I do see and take these opportunities. 
Yes. And, and there are a couple of things that get in the way. One of them is the need to control. The other is fear. Fear, yeah. And the idea is to train yourself. Now, these are not impossible things to do. They just don't happen overnight. Right. There, there are if habits you, to some extent, right? That I have to they are them. absolutely habits. And so the way you develop the new habit is noticing, that's conscious, noticing how you feel pardon the expression if you don't have a feeling vocabulary, but everybody <laughs> feels, to notice in any situation whether you feel contracted or expanded. In other words, you tell me, you, what you're telling me is that when someone shows up, you tend to go into contraction. Sure. Okay. That's not helping you because that contraction is what's closing the door to seeing the, the true energy. In other words, yeah. you're bringing a contracted energy into the, into the, 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 the interaction. And furthermore, the reason it's so useless uh, on my part is I know how to protect myself. It's not like I'm vulnerable, <laughs> right. Right? right? I'm 57. Right. I, I, you know, I, I have that intuition. So it's okay to let somebody into the living room. It's I know they're not going to get past there if I don't want to. So what am I afraid of? Right. And the clearer you get about letting go of fear, the fewer things that happen that you need to be afraid of. <laughs> because I, I live in a, in a relatively small town and I've worked for a long time on getting myself into positive expectations. But still, you keep doing this work. And it was 10 years ago that my house was broken into. And boy, did that feel awful. So I said to myself, well, what are you feeling? And I wasn't feeling angry. I wasn't feeling um, uh, upset about the actual thing. What I was upset about was feeling vulnerable. And I had never looked at that before. So if I have a feeling of being vulnerable and an expectation of possibly being hurt, which is what you're talking about, that draws in that energy. Mm. Can you see that at all? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and you can't just be in an airy-fairy positive state, isn't everything wonderful? <laughs> it's, it's about what you actually feel. And that feeling of vulnerability, so my system is, what am I feeling? When have I felt it before? And, and then uh, what would I rather be feeling and do I know how to feel that? So there's a whole process I take myself through and other people. And so if I'm feeling vulnerable today, that's not the first time that I felt vulnerable. So I had a look at all those times as a child when my father was emotionally abusing me and I felt very vulnerable because it was random punishment. I never knew what was going to happen next. So I had to recognize that when my house was broken into, that those feelings of vulnerability had come to the surface and helped to create this situation. And so I didn't get angry. I did, 
what I did was try to figure out how to feel less vulnerable. It's when people don't feel safe. That has nothing to do with the situation. That has to do with you in, internally. And that feeling of not being safe comes from not only your childhood experiences, but from your culture's experiences. Mm -hmm. People who are from minority groups have a whole different set of feelings than people who are more majority. Uh, I mean, it's complicated. And the problem is we're looking for these simple things. Well, if I light a candle and go hocus pocus a couple of times, then everything's going to change. <laughs> no, you have to change. Your thought, your thinking patterns have to change. Your beliefs have to change. And most importantly, your habitual emotions have to be replaced by new responses to familiar stimuli. Is that too complicated? Nope, it's good stuff. Uh, if you think back to when you were uh, identifying and replacing that vulnerability when, you, when your house got broken into, do you remember some of the things that you did to accomplish that, to, to get past that vulnerability? Yes, well, the first thing I did I noticed that every time I left the house, I wasn't sure that I had closed the garage door. Okay, so you were coming compulsive about that. Right, and I had to recognize the feeling, not the situation, but what was I feeling? And I was afraid of having something taken away from me, of, of being hurt. It was is that terrible feeling of vulnerability and not having control over the situation. Now, I don't have control over the situation, but I have control over my habitual emotions that create my life situations. So that, that, that awareness of those feelings in part is how you got past it? Is that what you're Yes, and I, ha I now have, I just took a, an emotional intelligence test and under self-awareness, I got a 99 out of 100. So... Mm -hmm. I'm pretty self-aware now because I've been working on this for a long time. So when you're self-aware, it also makes you more intuitive. So you can figure, now that was 10 years ago, uh, the, the thing with the, with the house robbery. So to me, the work doesn't come by working harder, making your life being more complex. It's creating an internal environment of peace and satisfaction where your habit is satisfaction and acceptance, where your habit is self-love and letting go. When you're, people in business spend an awful lot of time and energy making things happen, which can lead to things happening, but also a lot of disappointment. Right. And you, you talked about luck. No, it's a lot of it has to do with expectations. Mm -hmm. People who are serially successful expect to be successful. Right. People who are not expect to be not successful. Yeah, that's why to turn it into luck, you'll hear people say, I'm never lucky. Well, that's you've told yourself that. That's the story you've written for yourself. That's, that's one of your beliefs. Right. And, and to me, the change comes in not what you're doing in your business, but who you're being in your business. Mm. 
when I, when I recognize, I do a lot of work around finances and how we create our financial situations. And when, when I got in touch with my financial fear, you know, I, I would see that what was happening was I'd get to a point, I, I'd be making lots of money. And before you knew it, I was worried about paying the rent. And I know I've learned over the years that the worry is never about money. So once you recognize you're worried about your money, you have to say, what am I afraid of? <laughs> okay, I'm afraid of being homeless. I'm afraid of my, my mantra was, I'm afraid that I'm not going to make it. Now, that may seem kind of separate from what we're talking about, but I, when my mother was pregnant with me, she had to spend eight months in bed because I was supposed to be a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And so what was on her mind while she was pregnant with me was I'm afraid she's not going to make it. I see. So that became because you, you, your mother's feelings, their feelings aren't just woo woo out there in the, they're actually physical things. They're neuropeptides that are going through your mother's system and your system. And so I got adapted to that sense of I'm not going to make it. So when I started worrying about money in order to change it, I would say to myself, a large sum of money from an unexpected source. And that was as true as any other story I was making up. Right. About not making it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, right. It's what, what, whatever you think about the future is a story you're making up. Yeah. So if you're worried about getting evicted, that's a story you're making up. Why don't you think about someone offering you a free apartment? That's as true as anything else. Mm -hmm. And so but, your subconscious gets used to the happy ending. The positive endings, yeah. Now, the, the, the reason sometimes I'm challenged with something like that, Joan, is that there's obviously, you know, there's the other side of it, which is you got to go take some action, right? You can't just sit there and wallow away and expect it for it to come to you, no matter how positive you think, right? But that's not what you're talking about, right? Uh, but, but wait a minute, let's look yeah. at that. Yeah. If I say to myself, a large sum of money from an unexpected source, I'm going to stop sitting and feeling sorry for myself and figure out how I'm going to manage yeah. that money. How am I going to, I got to take action. I can't just sit on the couch and eat a bag of potato chips and expect that sum of money to show up at my right. front door. Yeah. So I have to say, well, what do I have to do to make myself more in tune with the energy of a large sum of money with a, from an unexpected source? And what I found was that I was being led to situations where I was surrounded by wealthy people. And you, because you opened yourself up to that, you put yourself in positions as well, but that's beginning to give me another perspective on what you mean by consciously uh, seeking out or finding synchronicity. Is that right? Right. And what I find now, I'm in a pretty good place emotionally. Uh, as I said, I don't want you to take you, to I don't want to take you 80 years to get here, but if you follow these instructions, you can get there sooner. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a level of trust and acceptance that comes into your life 
and you're able to see what is showing up. And, and you can see, you can begin to see the, the synchronicity, the connection between things. This past August, uh, even though I'm very healthy, I wound up with sepsis, which is a fatal infection. <laughs> and, and a lot of people die from sepsis every year. And so I, I went to the, I had to go to the hospital. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't do anything. And during that time, I had this amazing experience because I don't normally use allopathic doctors. I, I go on a pretty uh, alternative path, but I knew that they knew how to handle uh, crises. And I found myself in a state of total surrender where I felt taken care of and grateful and I, and I totally let go. I didn't try to control the situation. As a result, I was out of the hospital within a couple of days. You weren't, but, you weren't angry about it either, right? About why no, this, no, why, no. why me? Oh, no, I never do that. <laughs> I got over that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But also a couple of days, actually it was about, about five days before I got the sepsis, I had joined a new networking organization. And, and I was supposed to go to a meeting on Friday and I, and I wound up in the hospital that same Friday. Wow. <laughs> and so I wondered, you know, I, I had gotten a very strong intuitive hit to join that organization on, on August 8th and I'm suddenly in the hospital. But while I'm in the hospital, first of all, because I had joined, a whole lot of people were praying for me. They wanted me to live. Okay, that's always a good thing when people are sending you positive energy. But also after I got out of the hospital, it took a week or two before I was back in, in, in business again, I started meeting these amazing people that I had never met before. And it's almost as if I had to be part of the organization during that episode. Mm -hmm. And now those people have become very important to me. Could I have imagined that? Am I making this story up? I may be, but I like the story. Yeah. Okay. One tactical thing I want to talk to you about is okay. you use meditation to help you with conscious synchronicity, if I've understood you correctly. And this whole concept, I, I love your opinions on meditation and how people think it's supposed to be one thing, but it's really not. So tell <laughs> okay. me about that. Okay. Well, first of all, I started meditating in 1972. It's been so a while. It, it's been a while. And when I meditate now, I kind of wait for the urge every morning when I wake up, I stay in bed for almost an hour, just staying in that alpha state. Meditation can look like a lot of different things, but it's good to, to develop the habit of sitting still, closing your eyes and allowing your mind to slow down a little bit and not looking for an outcome. Entrepreneurs are terrible when it comes well, to Because immediately go. I'm solving problems. Immediately. I'm okay, I right. gotta do this, I gotta do that. I'm double booked, I got that, I gotta make <laughs> this call, I gotta solve this problem. That's right. immediately what I'm start thinking about. Right. And I get ideas and I gotta write them down. I gotta write them down, exactly. Uh, right. Uh, 
this is a different way of living where you're just present. And by being, learning how to be present, I, I kind of feel as if I live in a state of meditation now because I'm not trying to make things happen anymore. I might do a little ritual. I like rituals and ceremonies that they've worked for years and years. All religious stuff is ceremony and ritual. So I might do a meaningful ritual for me. There's something very simple just by lighting a candle before I start working. Do I do that every day? No, when I feel the urge to do it. <laughs> so I don't like rules. I don't like anyone telling me what I have to do. So I kind of live my life with that. And so I'm not going to meditate every single day. I'm going to do it when I feel the urge to do it. When I gave everything I owned away and went wandering, I was meditating eight hours a day. I was living in that other place where we go when we're not worried, when we're not trying to make things happen. And I've had more opportunity to live this way because I'm not married. I did that a couple of times, not my idea of a good time. <laughs> and um, I, I, I've learned and I have no children. So I can try things that would scare other people. Mm -hmm. where I, I sat quietly for three years recently <laughs> where I didn't do anything unless I felt the urge to do it. And um, things in my 40-year-old house were aging out <laughs> and I had to not worry about money. So I can try that because my dog doesn't care. As long as I give her her dog food every day, she's happy. <laughs> she's good. <You> know? <laughs> Go for our walk. We walk for two miles a day. She's very happy. Okay, so... This is my job. My job is to be a person of peace, to show the world that you can be in business and not get stressed out. But you have to make the decision to be in business and not get stressed out. Yeah. To be able to say no, because I know that's gonna make me uncomfortable. I, I, on Sundays, I do not turn off my, turn on my computer. During the week, I go for my walk, I turn off my computer, and I, unfortunately, I just got a tablet, so I have to watch how I use that, mm -hmm. <laughs> just use it for fun. But it's like you have to set boundaries for your business. Entrepreneurs are terrible when it comes to personal time management. Absolutely. They think, oh, we, I we have will to sacrifice work everything, including it, our well-being. Exactly. So, is that is that what you want? <laughs> you know, well, it, but it's what I've learned that was necessary to get started, and then we're a lot of us find ourselves as we get to you know that middle age, and we're like, what 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 do I have now? And that's that question that you help people answer. You know, I'm successful now. What? And who do I want to be? And do I want to work this hard for the rest of my life? That's when right. you get to when you get to be 80, you don't have the <laughs> ambition that you had that you had before. And your life, your whole life is different. A lot of people want to play with their grandkids and they still want to be in business. Mm -hmm. So the idea is: can I afford to let go? 
Will my business fall apart if I let go? Once you're willing to let go, then synchronicity is going to bring in the help you need to make it happen. I've chosen to live my life in a way that lets me learn these things. And very few people would follow my path. I'm not saying to anyone, I could do it, you can do it too. No, you don't want to do it. (laughs) The way I live is very different. But I've seen the principles work for people in my family, for people who know me. Because if you know me, then you've heard me say, let go. (laughs) And, And it really is safe that if you don't feel safe, that has nothing to do with the situation. It has to do with your habitual emotions. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll start to wrap it up. Uh, there are several episodes that I've listened to on this topic of your show, Joe. And again, it's the Prosperity Show podcast. A few that stood out was episode TPS 404. Uh, that was experience more synchronicity by reducing fear. A lot of what we've talked about. So if you want more on this, that's a great episode of Joe's to go listen to. Episode TPS 437, the TPS stands for the Prosperity Show So episode 437, where she chats with Paul O'Brien, who is the author of the book, Intuitive Intelligence. That's another great episode if you want to learn more about that. And you can find her show at prosperityplace.com. Joan, uh, we'll start to wrap it up. You know, I'm always looking for a book recommendation other than in addition to your books. Is there a book that comes to mind, in particular related to what we've chatted about that you would recommend? Well, one of my favorites, might surprise you, is called The Molecule of More. And it's all about dopamine, which is the thing that drives us to keep wanting more and more and to never be satisfied. That's all just your brain chemistry. And this book is done beautifully in how it describes everything. I highly recommend it. Fantastic. Thank you for that recommendation. I'll have a link to it. I haven't read it yet, so I need to put that on my list to read. We'll have a link to it on the show notes page of thehowofbusiness.com. All right, let's wrap it up with this last question. I want you to summarize for us again, if you would, how as a business owner, I should develop conscious synchronicity. First of all, learn to trust yourself. Uh, Meditate so that you get in touch with your inner world and you learn to create empty space in your life so that you open up the opportunity for unexpected things to come along and to recognize some of your fears and realize, and since entrepreneurs are so good at worrying about money, it's never about money. And ask yourself, if it's not about money, then what is it about? What am am I expressing through my fear of, of running out of money. Great stuff. And prosperityplace.com, is that the best place for us to go to yeah, learn more? Yeah, that's where all my stuff is. Right, prosperityplace.com. Joan, as always, another great conversation. This time others got to listen in. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate our friendship and your mentorship. And I appreciate you taking the time with, to be with me on the show today. And I really appreciate your being open to my somewhat offbeat ideas. (laughs) It's good. It's all good. It has helped me tremendously. 
All right. This is Henry Lopez, and thanks for listening to this episode of The How of Business. My guest today, again, was Joan Sotkin. We release new episodes every Monday morning. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and at our website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.